Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Monday morning. So the Kansas City Chiefs had their second preseason game Friday night against the Cardinals. And again, at least as far as I'm concerned, I don't feel like I saw a whole lot from that offensive line. Um, There were some incredible catches made and some great drives, but that was when Chad Henney went in, which was kind of weird. But I'll tell you right now, defense is looking good. Defense knew fully well that they were much better than the Arizona Cardinals. Quite frankly, Mike, I was bored. I thought it was the dullest game I've seen, and it was designed that way. Andy Reid, obviously, is looking to kind of regenerate his offense more toward running than he is passing. And and I understand why he's doing that. That, that does take away from the Chiefs' theme because they are a high-scoring, high-energy team. And he's trying to slow that down a little bit because he assumes, and probably rightfully so, that defenses are starting to stack for it. But be that as it may, I didn't get a thing out of the game. Mahomes played much less than I thought he would. I thought he'd be in there for a whole half. I will tell you one thing I did like, and that's Steve Bouchel. I'm sorry, Shane Bouchel, Steve's his dad, who played big league baseball. Shane Bouchel, I like him as a backup quarterback, a third-string backup quarterback. He's a kid who's used to big crowds, started at Texas where they have 85 and 90,000 fans per game. He was there for a couple of years, went to Southern Methodist in Dallas. They, They play a good level of football, too. He's accustomed to that level of competition, and I thought he played very well. He runs the team well. I'm I'm for him for third team. I am too. Uh, I like the way the defense played. They completely shut down Arizona, but that's Arizona without a motivated Kyler Murray who didn't look like he gave a blast. No, about he did not him. care at all. But I think it's kind of tough to say that after Chris Jones has been in your face several times that evening. It's what? pretty easy to say, oh, I don't care about this. Hey, Chris, Chris, <laughs> I'm not playing hard. Don't you play hard. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Well, you know, well, it, it's funny because before the game, after our Ned talk, I was listening to the pregame with the Chiefs Radio, Radio Network, and they were talking about how, you know, Chris Jones at this point, what, this is his fourth year, I think, fourth, fourth, fourth fifth fourth season, year. right? At that point, as a veteran, you don't have to go out and do all those drills in camp. That dude is out there every single time, 110%. That's just because he loves the game. So there's a reason he's in the backfield well, of preseason loved, games. Yeah, you can you can put it on that motivating factor. Yes, that is that is right. He does love it. He's also getting a pretty good paycheck, and he knows that paycheck is not permanent. It isn't in the NFL. You've got to give your all. He's also, I'll tell you, lost about 15 or 20 pounds. And is a lot quicker and a lot more sturdy than he had been. That's not to say he wasn't to begin with, but this is probably a better Chris Jones who's out there. I do like the way he plays. I like the way the whole defense played, and this is a defense without Frank Clark in there. The Chiefs kept a couple of their big shots out of there with hamstring injuries, and not perfectly understandable. I'm really interested to see what they do this Friday night when they play the Vikings. This is the last preseason game. The next game is the opener, and that is 6 days from now. That's half a month. Now, what do you do with your team? Well, first of all, you cut them. There's a cut tomorrow, and then the final cut is coming up on August 31st. But the fact is, that gives you plenty of time. That gives you, what, 12 days, 11 days to get your team completely solidified. But the, again, how do you keep them motivated during that time? That, that'll that that'll take some uh, psychology on the part of Reed and the staff. Well, it's not just them. Everyone else across the league. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might be playing on Saturday, but at the end of the day, it's it's really only a day difference. But you're right. And again, I, I mean, you know, it's like, it's like we said in Ned Talk at the beginning. I, I was 
even though Reed said they're going to play this, that doesn't mean anything. He's just saying it, and I knew that. And so you just take everything he says with a grain of salt. I mean, we didn't know Tyreek was going to be out of the game until right at the beginning of the game. So anything can happen. There's no point in taking chances and, you know. Not in those games that don't mean anything. And that's why I say Kyler Murray of Arizona really was succinct in the way he put it. He said, these games don't mean anything at all. Right there, that tells you he doesn't give a blast. No, he doesn't. And, uh, again, I, I, I is Vegas ever going to learn putting that putting that uh, no. 41? <laughs> yeah, I've been wrong twice now. Yes, you have. It wasn't, it wasn't three points this time. It was a little bit more than that. But, yeah, I, I think you were right. As far as boring, I think it was all schematics from those coaches. All night. But, hey, I'm a diehard cheese fan, and I watched every minute of it. <laughs> um, so, uh, speaking of which, uh, college football is coming back. You know, we always have our eye on Labor Day weekend because that's really when things get really rolling. But we might actually see some college football at the end of August. There is college football coming up on Saturday. These teams get really kind of an early waiver uh, on the season opener. But the one that really fascinates me more than anything else is Nebraska versus Illinois. And that is a Big Ten conference game. And you're having that to start the season? Boy, that's a strange piece of scheduling right there. Neither of these teams has been a factor in the Big Ten conference race. Nebraska, this is not the Nebraska of your granddaddy's uh, era. They have not been what they what they had been, the great colossus under Dr. Tom Osborne. Scott Frost is their coach now, and he is already under investigation by the NCAA. They have, apparently they've issued a letter of an, uh, investigation to the college about recruiting irregularities and so forth and so on. Illinois, we'll see what they have to offer. Brett Bielema is their new head coach. He's used to be at Arkansas, coming into the Big Ten Conference, going back to the Big Ten Conference. He'd been at Wisconsin. Interesting to see what that game is. That is Saturday. Hawaii versus UCLA is Saturday. There are several other games to get the season started, but most of them open up during the course of the week, Mike. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And the Bears, football Bears, play Saturday, September 4th at Stillwater against Oklahoma State. That's going to be one hell of a way to open up your season. Hopefully they can use some of that mojo they gained over the uh, half fall and half spring seasons. But it's going to be a tough schedule for those guys. And uh, you know what? Hey, at least giving us something to root for. So Cardinals faced the Pittsburgh Pirates over the weekend. I know that you're a big Grateful Dead fan, so you're happy to hear about Grateful Dead night at the park over the weekend, too. Did you get your tie-dye jersey? <laughs> Did not. Did <laughs> no, not. because you were covering the game down here. Yeah, Springfield Cardinals uh, took precedence over that, and the uh, Pirates took precedence over the Cardinals in the three games. One, two of them. You knew Pittsburgh wouldn't win yesterday because Adam Wainwright Tell you, this guy is, if not the top pitcher in baseball right now, he is certainly one of the craftiest. He wins again, has 12 wins on the year against seven losses. He is virtually unbeatable right now. Gave up, I think, three or four hits and struck out nine against the Pirates, who really, in all honesty, don't mean um, this to be degrading in any way, but they're they're a double-A team. Wichita could have beaten them. Springfield Cardinals could beat Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh beats the St. Louis Cardinals Friday and Saturday. How that happened, and they are painful losses. But the Cardinals win yesterday 3-0, shut out by Adam Wainwright. St. Louis is still way behind in the race. And can they catch up? That, that part of it, I don't know. It's going to be rather dicey at the moment. 12 games out of first with 39 to play and four and a half out of second place. And that's even a tough margin to overcome in that, relatively speaking, short of time. 
Good news for the Cardinals is they do play the Cincinnati Reds and Milwaukee Brewers head-to-head for some more games coming up. So the race, well, theoretically it may not be over, but we'll see what happens. There's a ways to go. Well, you know, I that's a team you need to beat, and that's a series you need to take. And if you can't take that series this close to the end, uh, not looking so good. That may have been the final game. Could have been. It may have been. We'll see, but... Uh, there is some uh, baseball left to play, and we'll see what happens with the Cardinals. But uh, how about them Royals, man? I anyone Anytime someone can take uh, wins against the uh, Cubs, I'm happy. So they definitely did that in Wrigley. In a sense, that is good, except these Cubs are – this is not the Cubs that you remember. They are, again, they are a double-A level team. I'm not sure the Springfield Cardinals wouldn't go out and thump them. The Chicago players, in all honesty, Mike, I've never heard of any of them. They brought them all up. They gutted their team back at the end of July, sent all their big stars, Chris Bryant and Rizzo and uh, Baez, and got rid of all. And this is the meat of their team, and uh, let them go all in a salary dump, and uh, it has really affected the team. They have lost 13 straight home games, 13 straight, and that's a club record. Royals beat him yesterday with Carlos Hernandez pitching very well. Beat him 9-1. And when Can- Kansas City's good, they're coming on. They're not a bad team at all. How they lost five out of six to the Cardinals, I'll never tell you. But they did. That's history. We'll see what happens. But the Royals don't sell them short. They're not a contender this year, but they will be in time. Yeah, I think they definitely are moving in the right direction. Um uh, if you're a Cubs fan, it probably feels like you're watching Major League right now. Uh, <laughs> we had some racing yesterday. How'd that go down? This was racing at the Michigan International Raceway in Brooklyn, Michigan. And this one goes to Ryan Blaney. In a big battle, Blaney held off William Byron and Kyle Larson down the stretch. Takes the checkered flag for the win at the Michigan International Raceway. So that's, that's a big win for Ryan Blaney. And we're getting close to the end of the regular season before the racing playoffs begin. Now, they still have another month, month and a half to go. But this is where you're building up points to get into that championship run. And that's big money for these drivers. And you know who's the points leader right now. It is Kyle Larson. Oh, yeah, big he time. He's done a great job. He's coming. He, he was suspended last yeah. year. Didn't even race. And here he's making a big name for himself. Well, we know how he spent his uh, year off last year driving around in a circle somewhere as much as he possibly could. Dirt track racing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Ned, you have a wonderful Monday. I'll see you tomorrow, man.